Every dog passes the day. Old dogs. Like that. New tricks. Oh, dogs. Old dogs. My dogs are barking today. New tricks. Can't find a better dog on planet Earth. It's the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast. Here's Kaikuyu and Joey. KC and JP. Yes, all right. Welcome to the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast. I am Joey Peppin. This is my co-host. Kaikuyu. AKA KC Calhoun. KC and, and JP. We're uh, <laughs> we're a couple of old dogs. Old dogs, new tricks. Yeah, man. And uh I really like uh I really like what that that name, the spirit of it. You know, <laughs> because it's that whole it's never too late. That's right. It is never too late. Although I don't feel so old. All the, except for when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my yeah. feet hurt. I'm like, what? I didn't do anything. Why do my but feet hurt? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I was doing some foot exercises last night. No. Nope. Little my sleep. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Called yeah. walking. Yeah. 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 I don't feel old either till I get around younger folks. And it's not always, it ain't necessarily a negative thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Sometimes sure. I appreciate not being young and dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. I remember when I thought like, that and thank god i don't think like that anymore you know what i mean so so yeah i remember when i was younger and you know the older people would be like you don't know shit you know you don't know what you're talking about you just wait and and i'm thinking oh you guys yeah you guys don't know you don't know shit now right stand next to a 20 year old and i'm like you don't know shit no jack don't know nothing why why are you even talking just shut up just shut up and listen youngster learn learn something you know learn something yeah yeah yeah, well, when we learned something, you and I, that's how, how uh, you and I met was taking a class, uh, you know, high, I guess it was, uh, you know, higher education, right? Yeah. We were taking, uh, uh, we took a class to, to, to learn something very, very important. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be a very com- important. A comedy class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, you know what's so good about it is... Uh, the whole dynamic of the class mm-hmm. as well because you have no clue I, I, you might have had a clue but I had no clue what to expect we both no. went with our wives mm-hmm. and everything and then to get in the class it's like wait a minute there's some old folks in here like me right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean and, and and they're scared and nervous just like I am yeah. you know? and it, it kind of set the tone and smoothed everything out you know yeah that was a that was a, a class of old dogs learning new tricks yeah, yeah, um, right. but also meeting new people you know I, right. sometimes when you get older it's harder to meet new people you know yeah because like what are we going to go out to the bars right you know yeah I mean them don't remember right yeah, yeah. A selfie with the. <laughs> yeah, I find, I find, I and this is kind of strange. I like to meet new people in structured environments. That's where I'm at in life <laughs> right now. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. used to meet people at the bar and things like this. Yeah. Now, if I'm taking a class or you know a comedy class or a school yeah. or something, it's like okay, I like this person. I got a good sample of what this person is. Uh-huh. No, I like them. Yeah, we can friend them, you know. And uh, well, and plus the the facility already has tabs on them. So if something happens, they're like, "Hey, who was that person who yeah. jacked my shit or right, whatever?" Right, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so what made you take the class? Well, I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's prob- probably the whole idea of learning new tricks. I mean, everybody 
had told me uh, all through my life, oh, you're funny. And I had a friend that did stand-up. Like, oh, you should do stand-up. You should do stand-up. And I'm like, yeah, I think that would be fun. It would be very interesting. But how do you even start? Like, I have all these ideas in my head. Like, how do you how do you put that on paper? How do you do this? And and uh, I wanted to do it. And I, I wanted to – said – on the Tacoma Comedy Club website, it said, you know, it's better if you sign up with a friend or, you know, a relative. I'm like, um, I wrote my wife into it. Right, right. Know? I said, hey, guess what? We, I signed you up. So did you search? Did you search for a comedy class and found Tacoma Comedy Club? Or? You know, I was actually looking to, to do an open mic, okay. uh, you know, and I was like, I want to, it would be cool to do an open mic. What's up with Tacoma Comedy Club? And, there's, you know, you. there's a frequent ask you know frequently asked questions section and there's also then there was a tab up the top that said comedy class I was like oh hey let's check that out right right so I was actually looking to see you know how to do an open mic Uh, and then I'm like maybe I should start there (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and it worked out yeah yeah very cool yeah what about you yeah I was uh, I got an email Mm -hmm. just because we went to so many shows at the comedy club you know and I was on the list but you had been to other shows there? Yeah, yeah, other sh- just, you know, main, big, big name shows yeah. and things like that, yeah. you know, frequently. And then, uh, so I was on the email list, saw the email, well, bought a class, got a buddy that's a comedian, talked to him about it, he's like, yeah, you should do it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks go by, uh, I'm not doing it. And then the longer I waited, you know, the more it costs. Yeah, that's everything. right. That's right. <laughs> so, so, Early bird special. So I, yeah, yeah, so I had to decide, am I going to do this or not? And then I decided, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I thought about it. This would be cool to do with my wife as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she would actually do it. Mm-hmm. I asked her once. She's like, sure. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. All right, all right cool. <laughs> and uh, that was the last day or something that she signed up for. I think, uh, I think uh, you had a similar story or something like that. It was like the last day and boom yeah. we had it yeah yeah there there was no early bird special in mind. There, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. we got the, uh, the, max. the, the pro- procrastination <laughs> yeah, pen- yeah, penalty yeah, you know? yeah exactly yeah hurry, it was fun, two hours yeah. yeah it was fun we had made a lot of we met a lot of really cool people you know I mean myself included <laughs> right, right, right right voted voted most popular of the class right most likely to most succeed likely Joey, to succeed. Joey Peffin, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and then yeah. I I realized how how much work it is. I'm like, damn, that's yeah. a lot of work. Let's we should start a podcast instead. Yeah. Um, so our first interview uh, is the guy who taught our class at Tacoma Comedy Club, Corey Michaelis. Good old Corey. Good old Corey. Um, he he had a very unique perspective. Um, obviously, a teacher by trade, uh, you know, turned comedian. Uh, and we actually got a lot of information from Corey. In fact. Uh, so much information that we're not going to be able to fit it into one episode just because nobody wants I don't think anybody wants to listen for an hour I mean, mm-hmm. do you listen to podcasts for an hour um, no no not an hour I break them up if they're that long yeah yeah yeah, yeah I break them up so we're, we're, we're going to try to keep this podcast about a half hour um, we'll see how right. that goes but we're not really held to that constraint that just seems like a, a you know digestible chunk I guess you yeah. know a piece that whether you're driving or you know I don't even listen to podcasts myself I mean I listen to a couple so I don't know how people consume these things I mean just obviously like with saying. the headphones or, you know <laughs> yeah, but look, are they driving I mean are driving, they running I mean, working out at the gym yeah. uh, you know sometimes if I do a lot of I work from home, so I do a lot of cleaning right. at the house. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not in the mood to hear music. Sure. You know, sometimes I want to be taught something sure. or listen to something, so I'll listen to a different podcast. You mm-hmm. know, and then you pick up a lot from them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, 
Well, wherever wherever you are uh, enjoying this podcast, uh, we thank you. Um, this is the Old Dogs New Tricks podcast. And uh, our first interview, like I said, is Corey Michaelis. Uh, he is going to be performing at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Um, if you are listening to this new, uh, it is going to be this week of July, the was it July 5th, 6th, and 7th at Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, that's 2018, if you're counting. Um, so just check him out. And also, I'm sure he's got a website, Corey Michaelis. Looks like Michaelis, I think. I don't know. Yeah, how. yeah. But uh, he's also got a new album coming out. And... Uh, my friend KC here asks him, starts out the, the well, this section of the podcast where he, or the interview where he asks him about bombing. So, Corey, bombing is, uh, seems like that's part of the process for every, <laughs> except for you, it seems like it's a part of the process for every comedian. Um, my worst bomb thus far was in front of you during the, during the class when you gave me that feedback. It, it really, it really ripped my soul out for a minute. <laughs> I went home, cried and everything, but all the advice that you gave me really helped. So um, since that's a part of the process, do you have, not necessarily a story, but but a, an incident where you bombed, but you learned from that? Yeah, for sure. I think overall bombing is, you, you gotta, if, you just, if everything comes easy to you, you won't challenge yourself and that'd be better. And so there's no way you have to, it's, uh, it's, where they call that necessity is the mother, the of, mother of, an in, of invention. Yeah. You, we're trying to survive up there. Right. And if you never struggle, then you're not going to invent new or think that you need to be better. So there's a lot of people in comedy around the country who live in an area or, or, or only do shows in front of people that agree with them or that are friends or that are like them. And so they, it, based on this response they get, they they think they're great, and they aren't great. And <laughs> Louis Anderson says you got to be work, able to work in every environment. Put yourself right. in as many environments as you possibly can, and work in every environment. Uh, that will make you, uh, inf- you know, exponentially better at comedy. Mark Norman is a great comic. He's like a real comedy nerd, and he's a really great writer, and he's a really hard worker. From what I understand, a lot a lot of people, he, he and I are a lot like. Cool dude, uh, but works harder than me and is better comedy than me. But uh, but uh, similar in a bunch of other ways. And uh, he, for him, talk about it a, a number of times. I listen to his podcast and, and on other podcasts where it's like, you gotta you gotta be up there, kind of having a little bit of a uh, anxiety about it, mm-hmm. you know? Because if you don't have a little bit of anxiety, you won't work hard enough to make sure that you're prepared and you're gonna do great. <laughs> right. And uh, um, good, good news for us is we're as comedians all crazy, anxious weirdos. So uh, I early on didn't have any really like the first, like I did my first two shows were in front of a class, you know, an audience that knew everybody was trying it for the first time. Right, right. And the second time I did it, I was doing it my second time, so I had a little bit of a leg up. Uh, actually, I may have had a show in between those two classes or two. But uh, yeah, the first two years, uh, I didn't really do much comedy at all. And then uh, the first real show I did, I brought out um, a bunch of friends because they thought it was like, oh, this is crazy. Corey's doing you know, an actual show. And so I had a bunch of people in the audience that liked me, and so that helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, first open mic I did, uh, the, I bombed. Well, it was, it was oh, the first joke didn't hit, and that threw me off 
real bad. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest was just fine. But it was like, you know, 20 people on a Sunday night, some of them drunk, some of them comics, <laughs> some of them whatever. And, uh, and then my biggest bomb was probably at Jazz Bones in Tacoma, which is the audience. Uh, Ralph Porter hosted it for years and years and years, and he happens to be black. And the uh, the clientele of Jazz Bones for that night happened to be a lot of black folks as well. And just make us uh, laugh, white boy. Make us laugh. Particular audience. They were just a little. Uh, you know, they want a little bit. They're, they're gonna they're gonna make you work for it a little bit. <laughs> were you bald at the time? Were you, were you and, bald at uh, that time? That? I said, were you bald at that time? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I look like I was someone who. Was yeah, hate, like you said, you're uh, one hate, one neck ta- one neck one neck tattoo away from a hate crime. American history somebody I don't remember your question. Uh, that line was written by Aaron Kirby, good comic that moved to Chicago and, and kind of stopped doing stand up, but he wrote that line for me. Oh, that's uh, so that's kind of funny how that works, but. Uh, which happens a lot, by the way. That's you know, not everything I set up there is stuff that I've said or thought of myself. But uh, that's part of the deal is to be able to have people around you that are good and yeah. write with them and and collaborate with them. But uh, which is good. You guys are doing that a lot after the class with each other and others from the class. Oh yeah, yeah. We're actually um, we're actually going to have a little get together here at the house on Sunday, a little barbecue, and and uh, I, you know I got a mic set up, awesome. and we'll, we're going to do like a little you know I don't know like a workshop, but you know a little BS session. You know, just get trying to get Bill Stewart on the mic. You know, he's he he's been hitting it pretty hard out there. Our our good boy Bill. He was at the Tacoma Comedy Club last night. And uh, speaking of bombing and uh, you know being drunk, I uh, I decided that I, I I fought for a little time and I said, like, "You got any time?" And I had a couple of drinks and I went up there completely unprepared, oh. and it was awful. It was but, oh boy, yeah. I mean, I I got a few laughs. Yeah. It was it wasn't very wasn't very busy it was like kind of broke the mic stand too <laughs> you pulled I the broke, mic yeah stand. i pulled the mic stature the mic the guy was super tall like six foot eight and i was gonna set it up for him and i pulled oh, it all the way out and i'm like all right yeah. and it was oh one of the, boy you know, and i and i and I, I learned i think i learned from that um don't be drunk and don't yeah, be yeah. unprepared because yep. and uh, yeah and, and when you're drunk stop asking for time because if you, you might yeah, get what you ask for right, right. <laughs> don't think you can just wing it yeah oh yeah no i i thought oh, i can just wing this and and i i screwed yeah. up every single joke like yeah. all of them but i mean I didn't, I didn't and, I, and I was too drunk to feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go maybe the answer is to be drunk but yeah so maybe. So my big, that jazz bones bomb, essentially what happened was I just wasn't, uh, I just never, never, I never got them. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I'm sure I went up with my tail between my legs and left with it even further between my legs. And I just, it was clear, you know, uh, there's certain audiences um, that are, there's just different types of audiences and it's based on all sorts of sociocultural things about them and their upbringing and then the, where you're at and all those kinds of things. So it's not a function of these people's skin being black. It's a function of the room being there for all these years, the type of comedians that typically come through. Right. Ralph as a host and how engaging and how completely and totally, high, not even high energy, but just good, controlling, strong, confident energy, almost a level of cockiness, uh, or that's the feel. The next comic being super dirty, and then also having a ton of 
like energy and confidence and and then and they they both happen to be black as well and then me walking up and being a little bit more meek in my comedy in general but then also probably pretty scared and that was I, that was I'm sure sense and uh, no audience likes to feel as if you don't know what you're doing right uh, and uh, this particular audience you know wants you to have some real fucking chutzpah and uh, I did not have it and got off about 12 minutes before I was supposed to probably <laughs> so to do 20 25 I think I did 13 so. was that one that of those things where the audience could kind of smell the blood in the water and they, they saw oh, they it they smelled my fear and, and they were like let's and, get them and then that that compounded itself because yeah so right, right. yeah I I'm fearful they don't laugh now I'm more fearful now they're more or less likely to laugh, laugh and it's just it never worked. So, so it, it, let's <laughs> let's say, Corey, let's say that was going to happen to you again. You find yourself in that similar situation. You're in an, uh, you know, you're you're not giving the audience what they're expecting. Do you have, you know, have you learned skills now where you can just be like, okay, this first two minutes was awful. Now I need to switch it up, and I got this one joke that I'm going to get them back with, and it'll all be good mm -hmm. from there out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'll uh, go to the vault and go somewhere that wasn't going to be the order you intended. A lot of times that will come. A lot of people go to crowd work. That's what they'll do. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the best move, but it's an option. And then there's also the idea of, like, what are they going to do with that crowd work? Are they trying to do... I, if you're struggling up there, I do not think you should try to riff crowd work. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. right. So... It seems like However, digging it deeper. I do think the idea of connecting with the crowd is a decent idea. So doing crowd work the way some of the best crowd work comics do it, like Ian Bag, where he pulls, he uses the audience response to move into a bit that's been written mm. that he knows that he's going to do, and he's able to very cleverly and with a significant amount of talent get into these bits with the help from the audience. They're almost the setup. Um, so that's not so bad if you're struggling to, to, to be like, all right, well, I got a marriage bit. Let's find a married couple. Oh, hey, what's married? What's up? You guys are married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was married for years, and so now I'm, I'm playing to them a little bit. I'm getting some, uh, and a lot of times small audiences that are a little bit nervous about laughing are the worst ones with that. So I think that's a good tactic, but not just, what do you do for a living and then trying to like riff a joke right, on right. like your written material you spent a lot of time on isn't working right. why would you think something you just come up with on the fly is going to work I don't like the idea of pulling the audience very much I don't like the idea of doing hack like who's drinking tonight but if I'm struggling <laughs> I'll yell out who's drinking tonight to get them to respond mm -hmm. uh, and then go designated drivers and I say it much more quietly and softly <laughs> And then that doesn't elicit a response, even if there are some in the room. They're not the wooers. They're not going to go. So then there's this real big just, juxtaposition between ah, doesn't any drivers silence. And then I go, yeah. and I just say, well, that's a that's a terrible ratio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I get to laugh usually. And then so I'll do little things like that. But uh, you know, when a joke doesn't get the response I'm used to it getting, I mean, I immediately have a little bit of like. Oh man, 
here we go. Because <laughs> jazz bones all over You don't want to get into that. You don't want to then, you don't want to convince yourself that you're not doing well. Right. Because right. they'll see that you don't believe you're doing it. That's, you just got to, you got to really be almost cocky through the whole thing. And I do it, I do it myself, but I, 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 discourage the idea of saying anything to them about how, how oh you guys aren't well you guys don't like anything or you this is you know <laughs> you guys are fun yeah you guys don't find that funny or anything like that because they might very well be enjoying it <laughs> they're quieter you know what or you're what you're describing you told them how to act what you're describing there Corey sounds to me a lot like some of these smaller open mics like every time and every comedian oh, yeah. goes up there you know like there's there's an audience of, of 20 and 15 of them are comedians and, and you know the five others are came with with you know five of the comedians and comedians especially are just gonna nod they're gonna they're gonna have their arms crossed and nod yep. yeah that's a good joke that's about what you're so how do you yeah. how do you learn from that like how do you know like what works because I mean I've seen people you know tell a joke at an open mic got no response they tell it at a show and it kills so like sure yeah uh, you know I and mean, I've also seen people like abandon myself included abandon a joke because oh I didn't work at that open mic and then like well maybe I should try yeah. it again so like try it in multiple different environments try it multiple different ways over and over you have the idea if you're a decent comic and you have an idea don't bail early on it. And I, yeah, I, I highly discourage folks from being like, because you got to tell them how to act. Right. You're, you know, not, not with your words, but your attitude, the way you stand on stage, the way you deliver the joke, all that stuff is right. you trying to psychologically and with your writing and with your way you move, trick them. We're surprising them. We're misdirecting them. We're trying to get them to laugh through what we do and tell them how to behave uh tell them when this show them with your words and the way you move when the right time to laugh is even and uh and so if you're up there going oh man you guys aren't enjoying any of this shit <laughs> well then now you've just told them to act that way exactly, and you're, you're yeah. giving up you got all your feeling now you really do uh, there's uh, a there's a bit that you do. Don't do it. And there's there's this bit that you do, and they they played it last night uh, at the Tacoma Comedy Club. You know to promote your, your oh, before up, the show. Yeah, yeah, to promote yeah. your upcoming shows. And when when are those shows at the Tacoma Comedy Club again? So I'll be. It's you know it's uh, July fifth or seventh. That's a good plug. Uh, Thursday through Saturday. Uh, one show Thursday, ladies night. Ooh. Free. Um, yeah. Two shows Friday. Uh, ooh, they might have changed the hours, so check the hours. Okay. And then two shows Saturday. So, so the bit that I'm talking about uh, is, you know, your 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 collage. Uh, you're defiantly going to collage, and you know your expression, the way you kind of move your head, and, and you just wait. You're right. like, hey, this is the time when you laugh, and it took. You know, a little bit because that's kind of a cerebral joke. You know, you like people. You know, you have to actually sure, be, sure. you have to be able, be able to read. Uh, he even and, wrote a line. I even wrote a line to get an extra laugh. That's yeah, that idea. Right. So, how do you know like how long to sit there? Is that just trial and error? Because I, I whatever whatever you did that night, yeah. um, it really worked. And and even you know right. even at Tacoma Comedy Club, they're watching a screen before the show. Everybody laughed at that there. You know, so I'm like, you're that's getting cool. yeah. So I mean, like. Is that all your own feel? Like you know, how, how many times did you have you to do that? You got to get on stage. 
a million times. You just yeah. got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. But but yes, there's a thing of not stepping on your, you know, these are these lessons. So if you learn the lesson now, putting it into practice might take you a while and getting the writing and the, and the performing all, you know, whatever. But knowing what you're at least trying to do is so important. That's why I think uh, the idea of not the idea of some of someone hating a, a comedy class a lot of people do i think is silly because uh so nice to know some of these little things and then try and put them in practice but the idea of like not stepping on your own punchlines or not stepping on laughs so allowing the audience to laugh and then you get it you kind of get a sense of where to where to start the next line mm-hmm. you just start feeling it but the timing wise how many beats between uh, you know, a setup and a punch, or how many beats before you start? You know, musically, almost like ba 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 boom or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. when you when it's right. Uh, but one of the little things is sort of like there's like a laugh curve kind of where if you're in the bit, a good place to start the next line is as if if there's if it, you look at the bell curve, mm-hmm. if the height of the bell curve is the applause and, and big laughter, then as it dissipates on that back end don't wait till it's gone entirely start your next line as it's dissipating like in the middle of that bell curve on the other side probably would be a good spot so there's still some laughter so they can hear you first of all what you're saying next and then also you get to continue the, the sort of rolling of the laughter maybe um, you know my facial expression shows that I'm annoyed or shows that I'm confused or shows that I'm judging you or shows that I'm shaking my head or shows that I'm happy or frustrated, whatever the thing is. And uh, as, as annoying as it can be for some people to hear, you know, something that Louis C.K. might advise just because of his behavior last, well, for a while, but this has come out in the last year. Uh, he <laughs> is very great at comedy and uh, talks about staying in the bit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if, if, the, uh, if it's going well and, and it's a good bit, uh, then have your attitude and look and words continue to milk sort of laughs out of that uh, angle that you're taking that, and then that attitude that you have towards it. Um, and also uh, that builds, you know, uh, over the course of the show. So for that one, I do a lot of like head shake, kind of like disgusted face, uh, sort of like words like really, uh, Okay. Oof. You know, just all the things that you might do to show exasperation with what you're dealing with. And then, like you said, I, I want to let people give people time to get it if they don't get it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I added a line of, like, I can tell there's some people in the room right now that don't, <laughs> like, that don't get it. Yeah. They're just like, huh? What's it on? <laughs> and then uh, I acted that out. Their action of, like, looking around to their friend. And then I get a laugh out of that. So, you know, the best place for new material is existing material. I obviously didn't do that the very first time I told that joke. Right. And uh, now I do do it. And now it is the title of your album. Yeah, Collage Dropout. The Collage Dropout. The Collage. And where, where, can, uh, where can we find that? It's on all the, all the social media or all the apps. But so YouTube uh, or you know, iTunes, iTunes. I know a lot of people have Apple Music, uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, Google Play for people that have uh, shitty Android phones. 
but uh Corey, i really uh thanks for your time man I, I i know you want to get back down to the pool you're in vegas make sure you check out uh cory michaelis uh coming up in a, uh, at july 5th through 7th at the tacoma comedy club uh he's promoting his new cd i guess it's a new album i don't know if people actually get cds anymore it's the collage yeah, dropout. They don't, they don't, well on albums or nobody gets albums either yeah are you Home albums. um are you still teaching that class are you still going to be you still doing that thing at Tacoma Comedy Club? Yeah, it's a four times a year we do a comedy class, five weeks long at Tacoma Comedy Club. And anybody uh, uh, in that area and you're interested, check out TacomaComedyClub.com and click classes um, and our comedy class. And then uh, the next one is scheduled for uh, like September, October ish. Okay. Well, um, anybody who's thinking about it should really do that because I know Casey and I really benefited greatly from it. It was, I mean, that's where I met this dude. Cool. Um, he and I have been in contact ever since. I mean, granted, it was only in January, but uh, seems so long ago. It does. It yeah, seems yeah. like we've been yeah. fast friends now. You know, like yeah. you know, similar interests. It's like forever. And, I know it's like forever. And we got to meet you and you know, to pick to, to pick your brain. Um, anybody who's interested in comedy, like where do you begin? It's re- a really good place. And I know there, are, like you said, there are people who like who will you know frown upon on uh the comedy classes yeah. but fuck them because that thing was it was it was right. really good and and who doesn't uh, a little thanks, shortcut man. right i really hard at it <clears throat> and i shared just a lot of things i've learned over the years and to be fair to the people that are anti-comedy class some have a point uh, a lot of those people that teach comedy classes are snakes and that's the problem is is sure. uh, the, a lot of comedy class things uh, overpromise and underdeliver. So I've been very intentional about trying to underpromise and overdeliver. So I'm not gonna I'm not promising you any stage time, I'm not promising you anything in comedy. I will however over you know, give you as much as I possibly can and for the future, anytime you want something. Uh, and then they charge too much and, and keep trying to charge you for little things like one on one interviews or 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 more, you know, whatever and so we uh, we don't do that. We charge very little, and then also um, maybe you know let you buy us lunch if you want to want to sit down for an hour or two and work on your bits. But we don't take money usually. That's what insists. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then um, yeah, they don't produce a good product uh, oftentimes. So and also they're not teachers. I'm a teacher. Right. So, I, haven't, I haven't personally received any criticism to my face. No. Uh, I, I that's, all, that's all I need. <laughs> well, hey, I Corey, so. Corey, appreciate you taking this time, man. And um, next time you're at uh, Jazz Bones, um, hit me up. All right, I'll make sure I show up. I bring a, I bring a collective group of my black friends. You know, we, we make Thank sure you that support that you need, son. <laughs> right. I have redeemed myself at Jazz Bones. Okay, so okay, I got good. the headline there. Did gotcha. it went fine. Excellent. Not, excellent. not my best show in my life, but it went just went great. <laughs> good, and, good. Uh, the, and then there's no more comedy there. So Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, enjoy yeah. Las Vegas, and congratulations on all your you know your, your recent success and, of course, your future success. I, uh, I, I see you going big places like uh, Mount Vernon uh, from here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> go, go north. Um, but uh, <laughs> I never even heard of Mount Vernon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Right. I appreciate it. For sure. Take care. Well, that was cool, man. I'm glad we got to talk to Corey. Um, and like I said uh, at the start of the, the show, we have a lot more. You know, we've got more of this, and I'm not quite sure how we're going to use it. I mean, I, I, we could we could set up a couple of different episodes if we wanted to, and, you know, we could say, hey, this. remember we talked about Corey with this or with another one of this? Um, 
and I don't know if our, if this podcast is always going to be focused on stand up comedy, but that's at this I think at the moment, All right? That's that's what we're doing. That's that's our new trick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, uh, and I. I and I also was was talking to you about maybe you, know, you and I have have uh, boys that we, we we still talk to from when we were kids. Maybe we can give give them a call and interview them. Hey, remember that time when I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, should be interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah, could be very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Corey was uh, uh, during the interview. He 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 gave a lot of great information mm-hmm. out there. You know, his teaching background. Mm-hmm. He's willing to share a lot of that information, and I think that's that'll be great for for people, new comics, even even comics who've been doing it a while. You know, mm-hmm. just some reminders of what to do, what not to do, the approach to it, and the whole process of it. You know, especially if uh, you're coming up and you want it now, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I didn't know that you know some of the stuff he talked about. I didn't know he basically took a year off. Right. You know, I, I didn't know that about him till the interview so that right. was interesting to hear and it just goes to show you you know uh, whatever 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 new trick you want to learn there's no one way to go about it nope you know you make your own path you need to figure out your own way yeah and, so like my grandma you, used to say there's more than one way to skin a cat you know what I mean yeah I heard uh, that too and who, uh, who who why are these grandmothers skinning cats I don't uh, I don't know but back in the day that must have been a popular I don't know if it was like a leisure activity or... you know what I think I think maybe uh, they used to call um, they used to call skunks pole cats so maybe what are they skinning skunks for though oh cause they're I mean at least at least they're pretty you know they got a pretty color I don't know why are they sk- right good question yeah. <laughs> like like skinning a cat's not cool but a skunk is fine yeah it's fine yeah fuck them yeah. <laughs> stank ass pole cats alright well I don't know what are we gonna try to do this once a week who knows right I don't know. no pressure yet play it by air yeah, yeah we'll play it by air cause yeah. you know we're, we're old dogs we, new tricks we do what we want new tricks exactly uh, I want to thank Corey Michaelis uh, for being on the show also uh, with a little production assistance provided at the beginning of the podcast by um, one of my, my voiceover friends Doug Medlock Roberta Solomon and Stevie Cripps from way over across the pond I am Joey Pepin I'm Kaikuyu Calhoun and you've been listening to the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast peace peace